Praise the Lord, church, and welcome to our Sunday morning service right here at East Wind Pentecostal Church in Palm Bay, Florida. I am so glad that you have joined us today. This is the last Sunday in the month of March, and what an unusual month this has been. But you know, in the midst of all of this, God has been working. Thousands of people have been tuning in. We've been having a tremendous opportunity of reaching not just those that gather in our church campus, but all through the Internet, social media, over 25,000 people have been reached this week, and we are thankful to God be the glory. I'm so glad that you have joined us today because I believe the Lord has given us a message for such a time as this. I do want to share with you some exciting news. Next Sunday, the first Sunday in the month of April, is Palm Sunday. It's the Sunday that we know precedes Easter. And next Sunday, right here at our East Wind campus, we're going to be having Palm Sunday in the parking lot. It's going to be great. You can come. You'll be able to have church in your car. We're going to be setting up a stage. We're going to be having communion where we distribute the cups to your cars, and it's going to be all safe and sanitized, but we're going to still assemble together. Even though we're still practicing social distancing, we're going to be practicing spiritual connectivity. And uh, we're going to have a great time. So I want to remind you to join us for that. That's going to be next Sunday, Palm Sunday. There'll just be one service at 10 a.m. You'll be able to come with your family, your children. You'll be able to stay in your car. You'll be able to tune into uh, the broadcast through your radio station. We'll have an FM modulator where you'll be able to listen to the service in your car and still receive communion as well. We're going to have a great time, and that's going to be one week from today on Palm Sunday morning. Well, let's look to the Word of God, and I just pray that you would just gather your family together, and let's begin to have church this morning, and let's continue to believe for God to bless us in our houses, in our homes, and wherever we may be. I turn your attention this morning to the book of Luke, chapter 19. The book of Luke, chapter 19, and we begin reading in verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they, of course, referring to the crowd, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. This man, Zacchaeus, was a publican. He was a tax collector. He was working for the Roman government. He was hated by the Jews. But yet none of that disturbed Jesus. Verse 8, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I return him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day 
is salvation come to this house. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham. Oh, don't you know this made the crowd mad? They could not believe that Jesus had sought out this publican, this tax collector, and was now going to his house. I want to speak to you this morning on this subject. Salvation is come to your house. Salvation is come to your house. Would you bow your heads right where you are and let's pray together. Lord, we're so thankful for your word. Thankful, God, that we can feel your presence wherever we are. We just know, God, we can lift up our hearts and hands and we feel your anointing and your unction. I pray, God, that as the word of the Lord goes forth today, that you would touch hearts and minds, Lord, that your spirit would do that work. Touch us, Lord, in a special way and give us, Lord, that promise once again that your salvation has come to our home. God bless you in Jesus' name. Perhaps it was a day much like today. Zacchaeus heard the noise, an uproar of some sort in the city of Jericho. The tax shop had been kind of quiet most of the day. Zacchaeus was the chief of the publicans. The publicans were a group of Jews that worked for the Romans to make sure all of the Jews paid their taxes to the Roman government. And you know they were hated by the Jews. But they had to feed their family and jobs were scarce. The other publicans heard the excitement and they rushed to the window. But when Zacchaeus came out of the back room, they realized that they better get back to their desks or they might lose their jobs. Zacchaeus was not an easy man to work for. He had a reputation for being ruthless. And times were tough in Jericho. And although the curiosity became stronger as the noise of the approaching crowd became louder, they tried to block it out and focus on their ledger sheets. Zacchaeus was curious too, but he dared not show it in front of the other tax collectors. Suddenly, in an unexpected, unprecedented show of kindness, Zacchaeus bursts into the room and tells everyone that they can have the rest of the day off. At first, they are stunned. It seems too good to be true. But they know if they don't move quickly, he might change his mind. So like mice in a hailstorm, they scurry out the door, papers flying out of folders as they dash for the dusty path. Quickly, Zacchaeus sneaks out the back door, forgetting to even lock up the place. His heart is beating fast as he is on the verge of committing a crime. He, he looks both ways and then goes down a back alley. His reputation would be ruined if, if anyone would see what he is about to do. He is a small man in stature, the Bible says, and, and some would even argue small and in character and integrity as well. But Zacchaeus doesn't care about all of that right now. He is on a mission. He has always tried to pretend he didn't care about the opinions of others, but he saw their looks at the market. He heard their whispers. And when it was dark and no one else was around, it really did bother him. He would think about it while admitting to no one that he was ever sensitive to their opinions of him and his profession. 
But in fact, he tried to hide the hurt feelings by keeping up this persona of rudeness and ruthlessness. He didn't have time to think about all that right now. He could hear the crowd approaching. And it was important for him to find the right spot. He needed a place where he could hide from the crowd and yet be able to see this man named Jesus that everybody was talking about. There were rumors that this man could raise the dead and he could heal blinded eyes. There were rumors that he was compassionate and caring to everyone, even if you lived in Samaria or were a terrible sinner. I've got to see this guy. I want to know if he is a legend or a myth. Are the stories true? And if they are, could this be the Messiah that they had studied about when they were in school? He worried about how big the crowd would be. But just then, a smile came on his face. You see, Zacchaeus was never really a people person. Zacchaeus had been practicing social distancing for a long time, long before it was popular. Just then, Zacchaeus heard some people giggling in a small group coming his way just around the bend. Must be a, a group of young girls or something. Zacchaeus didn't have time to hide. He just, he just tried to cover his face with his briefcase. The impromptu disguise did not work. As he passed, he heard the girls laugh and said, Look, there goes Danny DeVito. He didn't have time to try and figure out that comment. He had to get to the intersection of, of Elm and Maple because he had a plan. He was far enough away that surely the crowd would not be there yet. And he also knew that there was a really nice shady tree near that intersection. It was a sycamore tree. And he would climb up in that tree and that would allow him to see Jesus. But no one would see him. It was the perfect plan. Or so he thought. He sort of grinned when he thought about how clever he was. If only his wife could see him now. She would never believe this. Zacchaeus going to see Jesus and hiding in a tree. Oh, he was running now as fast as his little stubby legs could take him. He could feel the effects of spending too many days at a desk. He was in no shape to be running. But time was of the essence. He could not risk being seen. He tried to ignore the pain he felt in his chest and in his side. But there it was, just around the corner. Sure enough, the crowd was still in the distance. He would have just enough time to stash his stuff in the bushes and to climb up in the tree. And hopefully the tree he was thinking about still had its leaves on the branches. He needed some cover. But it had been getting cooler and he was not sure how much foliage the tree had shed. Finally he saw it. It still had a lot of leaves. It would be perfect. Then in a panic, it dawned on him he had to climb it. And he had to climb it quickly. Maybe this was not such a good idea after all. He hid his stuff down there in the bushes and hoped nobody would find his papers in his briefcase. And he grabbed the first branch and tried to hoist his pudgy body up. It did not want to move. So he thought maybe he could just roll up on that low branch. That wasn't working. Maybe he could just sit up on that first branch and maybe sort of swing a leg over. Oh, if only I had someone to give me a boost. He was sweating now. He could not believe he was doing this. Why was he doing this? Why was he risking reputation, life, and limb just to see this Jewish man from Nazareth? Maybe I really need more help than I want to realize. 
Maybe just maybe I am desperate for some answers. My wife seems more distant than ever. The kids really don't even want to hang around. They seem embarrassed by my job. He tried to put these thoughts out of his head as he struggled to move his mass against the grain of gravity. With one last surge of energy, he gave it all that he had, and he managed to get one leg up on the lower branch. Now the other quick before he was hanging upside down. Boy, this was not a pretty sight. He hugged the trunk in a sigh of relief as he righted himself. But just then he heard some children yelling. At first he couldn't tell what they were saying. But then he was able to pick out the words, Jesus is coming! Jesus is coming! Once again, he felt the mixed emotions of fear and excitement. Where's that next branch? Oh, thankfully, the next branch was not so far. This should be fairly easy. I can make it. There, that's not so bad. And with a renewed vigor and perhaps a second wind, he now scampers up the tree like a cat. Impressed with his athletic prowess, he gets overconfident and stretches his leg out too far to get a look. And that's when it happened. It seemed so mild at first. Maybe it was just a branch that had cracked, but immediately Zach knew it was something much serious. Yeah, his worst fears had been realized. He had split his britches. It was unmistakable. And then something strange happened. Zacchaeus started laughing. Maybe it was a defense mechanism. Maybe it was just the thought that things cannot get any worse. But he could not stop laughing. In fact, he was giggling. The more he laughed, the funnier it got. This day had started out like any other day, but somehow it had turned into the day that he would never forget. Oh, the shouts were getting louder in the distance. He could see the dusk that was kicking up. He, he saw this very large crowd, and, and Zach maneuvered himself very carefully. He, he had to set up his lookout in the remaining moments that he had before the crowd would be right under him. He tried to clear some branches while squatting ever so carefully on that limb high up in the tree. He, he moved away the leaves in front of his face, a few here and a few there, and yes, that is perfect. I can see right through this open spot in the leaves and no one can see me below. He carefully thought about his exit strategy. He would have to wait until everybody was gone, wait until the crowd passes, and wait until it was dark. Yes, that's it. It would have to be dark, and then he would be able to sneak home without anyone seeing him. Oh, he thought to himself, my wife will be asleep or maybe out playing cards with her friends. Uh, either way, I'll never be able to tell her what I did today. She wouldn't believe it anyhow. Oh, the parade was really getting close now. Kids were running down the street. Uh, others were getting in place along the street just beneath them as, with, as if they were getting ready to watch uh, the parade that came down the street. He, he could hear them talking. Uh, oh, if Jesus would only touch me, I know he could heal our daughter. He could hear the conversations going on on the street corner down below. Another group said, this is our chance. I can't believe that Jesus is here. This is the day that I have been waiting for. Oh, I've got to touch him. I, I know he's the Savior. And then suddenly, a shout came from the street so loud, Zacchaeus almost fell out of the tree. Jesus is here! Jesus is here! Zacchaeus craned his neck to look. Yep, 
There they come. Oh, my. It's a huge crowd. Good thing I'm up here in this tree. I am safe up here. Nobody can see me up here. There were so many people. Zacchaeus knew most folks that lived around there. It was his job to know these people by name. He knew what they earned. He knew where they worked. He knew more than he wished he knew. But a bunch of these people, old Zach had never seen before. This is kind of cool up here. And no one can see me. The streets uh, were just mobbed with people. Yet Zacchaeus felt safe in his hiding place. He could tell Jesus was still back in the crowd. Because everybody was walking backward as they made their way down the street. Suddenly, he saw someone that stood out from the crowd. A man, tall, thin. He seemed to have a glow about him. He looked like he was just the picture of peace. That must be Jesus. He was talking. He was moving slowly. He seemed to reach out to everyone. Wow. Zacchaeus seemed like he was in a trance as he watched this scene unfold on the street below. He could not take his eyes off of the tall, thin man in the back of the crowd. That's Jesus. That's got to be him everyone is talking about. That's the one. He doesn't seem like he's bothered by all the people pushing and shoving. He had children all around him, and Zacchaeus was trying to take it all in. He would probably never have another opportunity like this to spy on this phenomenon called Jesus. Oh, he was getting closer now. He he kept his gaze fixed on this tall, thin man that he presumed was Jesus. He couldn't be further than a stone's throw from the tree. And, and Zach sat as still as he could. Some of the crowd was leaning against his tree. He was not comfortable with that. But there was no way they could see him. There he is. There's Zacchaeus, up in the tree, hidden. He could feel his heart beating stronger and louder. He could not believe how he was reacting to seeing this man. He had met the powerful Roman governors before. It was not like he had never seen anyone famous before, but yet this was different. They moved slowly as they approached the intersection. Jesus was talking to those on the other side of the street now. This is unreal as Zacchaeus took the whole scene in. Oh, but it was worth it. It was worth all the effort to get up in this perch and to watch this scene unfold just to see him. Maybe he would do a miracle. Maybe Zacchaeus would have a front row seat to a miracle, to a healing. Oh, he knew he needed a miracle, but he could never come down and ask for help. The crowd was moving and Zacchaeus was reflecting when suddenly Jesus stopped in the middle of the street and walked over to the side of the street. He looked right up at that little space that Zacchaeus was looking through. He just stared right at him for a few seconds. And then he put his hand out. Zacchaeus couldn't move. He was paralyzed. He could feel the sweat coming down off of his face. Surely Jesus was not looking at him. There's no way he could see him. Or was there? 
Zacchaeus didn't know what to do. Time stood still for a brief moment, and it was eerily quiet. Then the stillness was broken by this voice that simply said, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. I must be dreaming, Zacchaeus thought. There's no way. But he couldn't deny what he was seeing. You see, the hand of Jesus was outstretched. Zacchaeus, Jesus continued, come down from that tree. I want to go to your house today. Some of the people in the crowd were confused. Who is he talking to? He seems to be talking to a tree. Suddenly, without even thinking about all the ramifications of his decision, Zacchaeus found himself sliding down the tree like a fireman or something. He, he didn't care what anybody thought. He didn't care what he looked like. He couldn't wait to get to Jesus. There was no explanation for his behavior. He felt this liberating power come over him. It was hard for him to explain. But as soon as he hit the ground, he ran to Jesus. He hugged him. He felt tears of joy start to well up. He just started talking real fast, maybe out of nervousness. Jesus, do you know I, I give half of my wealth to the poor? I, I support, you know, March of Dimes and the United Way and Hands for Healing International. And if I, if I take anything from someone under false testimony, I, I restore it back to him four times the amount. I really do try. I, I know I'm not where I need to be. Jesus just looks at him and says, Zacchaeus, this day, salvation is come to your house. Oh, hallelujah. This day, salvation is come to thy house. Zacchaeus was so excited, he found himself shouting, Yes, this day, my house. Hallelujah. Let's go to your house, Zacchaeus, and let's eat. My house? You want to come to my house? Yes. Everybody in the street, everybody in the crowd could not believe it. Zacchaeus didn't care. He didn't worry about popular opinion. All he could do was just feel this trance, this he was locked in on Jesus. He couldn't believe his kindness. He, he couldn't believe his love. People in the crowd were murmuring, I can't believe Jesus is going to Zacchaeus' house. Doesn't he know he's a sinner? Doesn't he know who that man is? That little man is our worst nightmare. Zacchaeus didn't care. He forgot about his papers and his briefcase that were stashed in the bushes. He, he forgot about his torn clothes. He just started running. They could hear him shouting, This day salvation is come to my house. Oh, wait, Jesus, do you need directions to my house? No, you don't need directions. You're Jesus. Yeehaw! Jesus is coming to my house. Yeah, my friend, it started out like any other day. Then it looked like it was going to be a terrible day. But in the end, it was a day that changed his life. Ladies and gentlemen, less than a month ago, we were just living our everyday lives. And then we started being told that major entertainment venues and industries were shutting down and schools were closing. The president asked us to take 15 days and to keep our groups to less than 10 people, and we honored that request. It seemed like life just sort of stood still. It was kind of like somebody has just hit the pause button. 
And everyone was just like, what are we going to do? Day to day, we would listen for the news. We would listen for some sound, some sign of hope that we could return back to normalcy. But then it became clear there was something much bigger happening. Salvation is coming to our houses. Not confined to church buildings anymore. We are the church. The church is not these seats. The church is not this beautiful auditorium. The church is you and I. And salvation is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. I've come today to proclaim to you that there is a healing in your house. That there is a miracle that is in your house. That salvation is come to your house today in the name of Jesus Christ. I say to you today, it's time to come down out of the tree. It's time to come out of hiding, spiritually speaking. Because Jesus is wanting to have lunch with you. He is wanting to come into your house. He is wanting to be able to sit down with you and to wrap His arms of love around you. He is wanting to do more than just protect your home. He is wanting to infiltrate your home with a virus that's called salvation that will infect you and your neighbors and everything around you. But it doesn't bring death. It brings life. It brings joy. Hallelujah. It brings the peace that only Jesus Christ can give. And it has come to your house this day. Maybe this day, this moment, could be such a day for you and for me. You got up. You went through your morning ritual. It seemed like any other Sunday. You got dressed. Then you remembered, wait a second. We're not going to 1021 Emerson Drive this morning. The East Wind Church campus is not having full services yet. And then, as you thought about that, you had mixed emotions. You missed it, but then you thought about how relaxing it might be to just turn on the Internet and airplay the picture to your big screen, maybe even have a little breakfast. You thought about the day, you, you planned what you would do after the broadcast was over, really nowhere to go. You have plenty of groceries. Maybe you can wash the dog again. The dog has had more attention in the past two weeks than in the history of that pet's lifetime. If your pet is like our pet. She has been washed and bathed and washed and bathed and washed and bathed. Because we've all been forced to slow down. We've all been forced to hunker down in our homes with our loved ones. And I say to you, it may be a blessing in disguise. We all live very fast-paced lives. But is it possible that we need to slow down enough to really take inventory of what's important in our lives? I say to you today, there's nothing more important than your home, your family, and Jesus who is bringing salvation to your home. I don't know where you may be watching from today, but I've come to tell you that Jesus Christ, just as he did with Zacchaeus, he stands at your door and knocks. And if you'll open that door, I've come to tell you that the God of glory who robed himself in flesh and came to this earth desires to enter into your home. He wants to have fellowship with you and he wants to bring salvation to your home.
You say, oh, how can we be saved? It's very clear. The Bible says you must repent of your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the removal of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children. And all of them as far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Ladies and gentlemen, this promise of salvation is for every single individual. It doesn't matter who your dad was or your mom. It doesn't matter if you grew up in church or you've never darkened the door of a church. I've come to tell you that salvation is come to your house. You say, oh, could it be in the middle of this crisis that something so wonderful could happen? Oh, my friend, yes, yes, a thousand times yes. This is the kind of environment that God does His greatest work in. It's in the midst of adversity. You say, oh, I've had a lot of adversity. Maybe even this week, you've gotten some bad news. Another friend came down with a virus. It was one thing when you heard that Tom Hanks or Prince Charles had the coronavirus, but now you hear about friends or maybe even relatives in New York that are being tested positive for COVID-19. One is in ICU and it doesn't look good. Your spouse seems to be out of sorts. Someone forgot to put gas in the car. There are some bills facing you. You thought about just going back to bed. Maybe we could just hit restart. And start this whole day over again. Or maybe start this month over again. And maybe this is just some kind of a bad dream. Maybe we could just start all over again. You feel like you're trapped in a place where you can't move. But then you open your Bible. And you read that verse in the book of Romans. For we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them that are called according to His purpose. Then you read the encouraging words of the psalmist. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad. It doesn't say rejoice in the good days. If the Lord made the day, then you and I should rejoice for that day. Virus or no virus. I rejoice today, Lord, because this is a day that you have made. This day, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but this day. Martha, I know you're missing your brother Lazarus. I know you think I should have been here earlier, but your brother shall rise again. Oh, Lord, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection in the last days. But then Martha responds, Jesus says, Martha, don't you realize what you're saying? When you say, I know he'll rise in the last days, I'm telling you that I am the resurrection. I am the life. It's standing right in front of you. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. It's this moment. It's this day. Oh, my friend, I feel that same urgency of this moment, of this day, right now. 
Just as Martha had to confront a God of right now. Just as Zacchaeus had to confront a God of right now. Maybe you've been watching from afar. Maybe you have been waiting for that special day. Maybe a day that is in the future. But I tell you that it's this day. It's right now. It is this moment. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. This is the day that salvation is coming home to you, to your house. Jesus is not just standing at the door of the church, my friend. He's wanting to come to your house. He's wanting to come in your home. He's wanting to come in your heart. You need a healing in your body? This day. Your house. You need to repent of your sins? This day. Your house. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name? This day. In your house. In the country of China, they baptized over 3 million people in the name of Jesus. In houses. In houses. A few years ago, we were in China. And we had all of these underground church meetings and we saw hundreds of people filled with the Holy Ghost. But then we watched them baptize in the name of Jesus without fear. I've come to tell you, ladies and gentlemen... That God has not lost any power over these last few months, these last few weeks. God's not up in heaven wringing His hands. I said God is in charge. And what the Lord is trying to tell you and I is it's time for salvation to come into our homes. It's time for it to come into our houses. It's time for us to embrace and to receive Him with joy. The Bible says Zacchaeus came down out of that tree and he received the Lord joyfully. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my friend, come down out of that tree. Come off of that couch. Step out from where you are. Jesus is waiting with outstretched arms because He's come to your house today. So it's a day to rejoice. It is a day to worship. It is a day to shout hallelujah. There is much joy in the arrival of Jesus in our homes. The Bible says in the book of Acts that the church was from house to house. Could it be that the Lord has allowed us to get to this point so that we will open up our homes to salvation? You see, my friend, we have everything else in our houses. We have entertainment. We have movies. We have sports. We have music. But it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for worship and prayer and faith to invade our homes because salvation is coming to your house. I have been so blessed with people that have been putting pictures on the internet and Facebook and showing their children in front of the screen uh, as the services have gone forth and their hands are lifted up. Uh, and I begin to think about what God is telling us. Uh, and that is, uh, there are people having devotion. There are people having the move of the Holy Ghost. Uh, we begin to hear reports uh, just Thursday night about people being healed in their homes. Uh, people coming online and requesting a Bible study, an online Bible study in their homes. Uh, people being healed. People being filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, families speaking in tongues in their living room as the Spirit gave the utterance. I don't know about you, but I say this is the day to rejoice. This is the day to stand up and get ready for a miracle. In just a moment, Brother Dylan is going to pray the prayer of faith. But I want you right now to lift up your hands. Come on, would you stand up with me right now? And would you lift up your hands? Would you gather your family together? And would you lift up your voice right where you are? 
And would you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? Let's do it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. He shut the Robosiah. I glorify you right now, God. I'm asking for an outpouring of your spirit. I'm asking God that you would heal my family, heal every marriage. I pray that you would touch our finances. But most of all, God, I'm asking for salvation to come. Let it come upon every child. Let it come, Lord, upon every friend, every relative, in every home. In the name of Jesus Christ, let salvation come. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I believe God is touching right now. I believe God is going to saturate your home with the power of the Holy Ghost. I want you to continue to pray. Would you welcome Brother Dylan Morgan right now, our evangelist, as he begins to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I want you to begin to lift your hands and your voices and pray like never before. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, right now, as the word has already been spoken, we now release that intercessory prayer that Pastor Myers was just talking about. Lord, right now, upon every home, we pray for a breaking out, God. Lord, upon every home, God, we pray that the Spirit of the Lord would begin to erupt in their houses, Lord. If they've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, right now, I want you to lift your hands. If you have never received that baptism with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue, as the Bible teaches us to receive that heavenly gift. Right now, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to begin to repent of your sins. Begin to ask God to forgive you of things that are in your life. Things that you know you've done. Things that you might not you might not have even known that you've done that have been against God. But right now, we're going to lift our hands and we're going to ask God to forgive us. We're going to ask God to wash us. And we're going to ask God to cleanse us. And I'm telling you, when we're done with this repentance, salvation is coming into your home. You're going to begin to speak in that heavenly language. He said, with a stammering lip and a new tongue. It's about to fall in your life. It's about to fall in your home. Lord, right now, forgive us of any iniquities. Forgive Forgive us of any faults. Forgive us of any failures. Forgive us of anything right now. If you're a part of this church body, I wish you'd lift your hands and I wish you'd begin to intercede at home right now on behalf of those that are going to receive salvation in their home right now. Lord, right now, by the authority of the name of Jesus and by the power of the Word of God, I speak, Lord, that every person that's watching this recording that does not have the gift of the Holy Ghost, right now, receive ye the best. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you don't know what to say right now, I wish you'd lift your hands and you'd just surrender to that heavenly language. Just begin to surrender to what God wants to speak through you right now. I pray God that every bondage of fear would be broken. I pray God that anything that would be telling us we can't do it right now, it would be broken. God, let salvation come into our homes. Let the power of the Holy Ghost be made manifest in our homes. If you need a miracle in your life, if you are seeking God to heal your body, whether you have this virus, I'm telling you, He is able to heal you of this coronavirus, of this COVID-19. If you're in your home right now and you have a back pain or you have an issue going on in your life or there's something taking place in your family right now as the body of Christ, whomever is listening to this, wherever 
wherever you are, we're going to lift our hands and we're going to stand in the gap in intercessory prayer and we're going to speak the word of faith and you're going to receive your miracle right now because today is the day. It's coming to your home. Lord, right now, by the authority of the name of Jesus, I speak the healing power of the Holy Ghost to travel on location into every home, God, of every believer and every unbeliever. Begin to transcend every sickness. Begin to go beyond every pain. I speak to the root of the issue right now. I bind the coronavirus. I bind pain. I bind sickness. I bind disease. And I speak by the authority of the name of Jesus that the healing power of the Holy Ghost would begin to flow in your home. Come on, release that feeling of, uh, of rejoicing. Release that feeling of intercession. Release whatever you feel to release right now. Hold nothing back. Let's just get into this vein and tap into this atmosphere that God is bringing into our homes right now. Lord, we consecrate ourselves in this moment because we know it's coming our home right now, God. We put ourselves on the altar right now, Jesus. We lay ourselves on the altar right now, Jesus. We pray, God, that the fire of the Holy Ghost would begin to fall, God. That the power of the Holy Ghost would begin to consume and do the work that only it can do. Lord, right now, move on behalf of every saint. Move on behalf of every unbeliever. Move on behalf of every home, God. Move on behalf of every person that's struggling. Move on behalf of every person, uh, Lord, that feels like they may not be able to make it. Uh, today it's coming to your home. Uh, today freedom and deliverance and healing and miracles and signs and wonders. Uh, they're leaving the church and they're traveling to the homes. Uh, they're leaving the church and they're traveling to lives and families. Right where you're at, I wish you'd just begin to rejoice. I wish you'd do whatever you feel in the Holy Ghost. Uh, I wish you would just not worry about whether there's a stream going or there's not a stream going. You would lift your hands and you would just say, Lord, right here, right now, this is the day of salvation. This is the day of the Lord. You have made this day. And right now, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise whatever's going on. You're going to fix it. You're going to mend it. You're going to heal it. And you're going to fill me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for joining us here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. And we want you to know that if you'd like to be baptized in Jesus' name, we can do that for you today. We can do it here at the church. We have a baptismal here at the church. We'll even come to your home if you have a swimming pool. We can baptize you in your swimming pool. It's that important for us to help you to be baptized in Jesus' name. We also want you to know that if you'd like to learn more about the Word of God, more about the Bible, that we have experienced teachers that can come to your home, teach you a home Bible study. We can even do a video chat. Whatever works for you, we want you to know that we're here for you. Also, very important, if you need prayer, we have prayer teams that can come to your house, pray for you at your home, or you can even send in your prayer request here to the church. We just want you to know that we're here for you and that we want to do anything that we can to help you in these trying times with your walk with the Lord. You can visit us at 
www.eastwind.church and our phone number is 321-723-2030. God bless.